Hi, everybody. I'm Marv Albert. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Xavier McDaniel, the Seattle Supersonics. Hey, I'm John Spider Sally, the Detroit Pistons. Hey, this is Rick Mahorn. I'm a bad boy for life. Now, if you're not on the Pick and Roll podcast, I'm going to come out there looking for you because you know what? Bad boys like to be listened to on the podcast. Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. But I'm not picking. I ain't even rolling. That just said tremendous upside with this young man. Uh, on a cloudy but uh, warm afternoon in the Steel City, we're back. Joining me from the South Coast, Mr. Betts, how are we? I'm good, I'm good. I'm on the sunny South Coast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go on a boat ride to hopefully see some dolphins after this. So. You've been in the sea today? Yep, I have. been in the sea, got salty. Keep you young. Keep me young. It just feels like it's aging my face, to be honest. <laughs> uh, professional basketball in America continues uh, to roll on. Unabated. Um, yeah, quite a lot happened over last week. I'm still, I had spinning a bit over the last sort of few days. Uh, all sorts of stalwarts on teams now in different places and whatnot. But um, yeah, when last we spoke, it was just about to head to the conference finals, wasn't it? And uh, yes. James Harden, as he's wont to do, shitting the bed once again uh, in uh, an elimination game, which is not entirely surprising. I'm not sure about that, that's the right analogy, because I've had some shits that took some right effort, and <laughs> they didn't put some effort in. It's, like, it's too predictable, this stuff, isn't it? I know. I mean, we've made our it's thoughts. Sort of it's just, it's, quite known it's just about Mr. Harden over the years. But. People can't get it, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just, yeah, was he like 34 now or something? He's suddenly going to be like, oh, I'm, oh, I've just found that competitive age. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's nine points, I think it was, and... Uh, Jason Tatum stuck fifty-one on on uh, on the Sixers, so uh, cost uh, Doc Rivers his job in the end. He wasn't exactly uh, praising uh, Mister Harden on certain basketball podcasts the other week. From what from what I was uh, hearing, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't. I, I know the I know the pod you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of Doc Rivers as the coach, but he seems like a really nice guy, you know. Um, yeah, yeah I think really he's interesting pod actually. I thought yeah, no, he, could, he he's always come across really well. I I I used to like him on the TV in the early yeah, early 2000s, late 90s. I thought I thought he was excellent. You know, he's one of the better sort of yeah. commentary guys. So um, you just think he's got enough money, doesn't need the, the hassle at this point. That, the way he dealt with that Sterling situation. Yeah. Which, if you know mean nothing to that, that's not a coach's job. But he no. dealt with that really well. So. No, he's a class act. I remember reading uh, John Amici's book um, years ago, and he had him as a sort of young player in Orlando, and uh, he, you yeah. know, couldn't praise him enough. You know, said he was just a fantastic sort of guy and stuff. You know, to play for. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a shame, but uh, someone was going to take the blame in Philly, weren't they? Eventually, it'll, it'll not be Joel Embiid ever, will it? So. It'll never be Joel Embiid, so it's always going to be the coach. And then next season, there'll be another coach because Joel Embiid ain't winning a ring like that. So, well, Nick Nurse now. So, <laughs> Been a, a lot of coaching sort of churnover, hasn't there? Turnover, yes. turnover, whichever one <laughs> you want to use. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's a it's a time of mass of people at the moment, really, for lots of lots of franchises. It's strange, and mm. there's still somewhere, you know, like after this draft, where it's waiting for it all to change so much. 
Mm. Mainly the Blazers. Well, they, what the fuck are they going to do now? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll come on to them in a bit. Something, something's yeah. definitely on the horizon there. But um, Boston with the uh, ball boy Joe, as I like to call him, on the bench there, uh, <laughs> really, uh, really struggled against the Heat, and then just the Heat just couldn't put them away, could they? Strangely, went to a game seven uh, before Tatum sort of limped off, and uh, and that was over. But uh, what well, a story that, Miami yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well. So I, I think if you go back and listen to our preseason pod, I, I remember firstly I called Denver, but uh, but, but secondly, like literally when we were talking about what the over unders where we think they'll finish, it's mm. always outfit Miami give a shit where they finish in the regular season. They are a playoff. I mean, they were in the play in. Like, you know, <laughs> I know it's, they cut it fine, and imagine that run. Imagine yeah. that run. That would be the furthest run to a title. Ever, if you know what I mean, from the regular season perspective. But mm. it, it kind of goes to show the like the level of bullshit that regular season basketball really is. To it be really honest, is. and we we say this every year, but it, it just seems to be getting worse, doesn't it? I mean, I'm I can't remember a regular season I was less interested in than sort of this season's. It really kind of Denver kind of down tools, didn't they, from about sort of February onwards they yeah. knew they were the best team in the in the west and we, we've been high on that denver team for years haven't we you know when yeah. I, I know a lot of people sort of saw that you know the stuff that happened in the bubble where uh you know jamal murray went good and before he went down injured the other they looked unstoppable didn't they so it's been coming this thing isn't it it's just they yeah, kind yeah. of just got the the veterans on the team now you jeff greens and your kcps who just really became really good complementary pieces didn't they yeah yeah it's, it's a when you look at it, it's a really well-built roster, basically. Mm. And Which is strange because it's Tim Connolly who sort of built, well, drafted like some Murray Jokic, who's, yeah. who's now put <laughs> the Timberwolves in a massive hole they're in. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, just bringing the sort of veterans like Jeff Green and stuff just seemed to have had a positive effect on the likes of Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, don't they? You know, it's, you can see they're just trying to make them more two-way players now. Not that Michael Paul yeah. will probably ever be a two-way player, but he certainly improved on that end, didn't he? Defensively and stuff in yeah. the in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, like to the point where he can be on the on the court. Yeah, I mean, he yanked him a few times, didn't he, uh, during the playoffs? The amount end. of regular season like superstars that turns out literally you cannot have on the basketball court when it actually gets like important is. It's flabbergasting, really. If you know what I mean, there's there's people on max contracts who you literally cannot put on put out into play because they're a liability. Hmm. But it's increasingly becoming that kind of league, isn't it? I mean, it has been for a while. You know, the winning teams always have good two-way players, but it just it seems to be more and more prevalent now, doesn't it? You know, you, you've got to be able to do it on both ends, otherwise you just can't be out there in the playoffs at a crunch time. Can yeah, yeah, it's and that's fair enough to be honest. Hmm. I mean. I think the average basketball still doesn't get that as well. You know, they look at stats and you go on Twitter and see some of the nonsense. You know, like Brad, Bradley Beal, who we'll come on to in a bit, I'm sure is a perfect example yeah. of that. He's, just, he's not a two-way player, is he? And no. y- your ceiling's only sort of so high if, if, if that's the kind of player you are, isn't it? You know, we've seen this with like Jordan Poole and the Warriors and stuff. It's just, it really hampers you, doesn't it? There, there's, there's, there's the only possible exceptions to it is like, generational like Steph like talent if you know what I mean if you've got Steph and somebody like that then you have to move your team around to cover him and hide him as much but at least as he tries you know on the defensive end. Try. some of these guys that's don't even try do they you know this is the yeah, thing yeah that's the difference hmm. that's the difference half of them are just stood in a regular season ah oh, just stand in the corner and mark that guy and they're never going to 
going to pass to anyway. That's all right. But as soon as it gets to the playoffs, as soon as it gets to coaches coaching, as soon as it gets to players gritting in and slapping it, slapping the floor, ready to ready to clamp down, some of them just just, just don't have that in their game. Hmm. It, I uh, I really enjoyed the finals. I th- just as like a neutral. You know, with them rooting it. I really wanted Denver to win because I just I wanted Jokic to win. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if Miami won, but I just thought it was yeah. a real X's and O's kind of bit of a purist finals as well. And people were saying before, oh, you know, the ratings aren't going to be great. You know, the NBA will, don't want Denver, Miami. I thought the opposite. I thought it was really entertaining. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I think it's just strange when uh, when people think it's about City the name of the city which yeah, is yeah. little more it's really little lazy more isn't it precursor to the to the team's name if you know what yeah, i mean yeah. it's yeah it's, it's it's as if i don't know it also just it doesn't credit fans with anything other than sort of just blind partisan uh, this is it if, right screw it if they're not in it i'm not bothered i'm not gonna watch Mm. It was hilarious though because you, you can tell the likes of Mark Jackson and some of the ESPN stuff. They obviously just don't watch Denver, you know, unless it's a national TV game. You know, Jack- Jackson seemed like generally surprised at how good Jokic watch it. So yes. it was just embarrassing. Just... It was like this guy's actually really good. It's like yeah, no shit, Mark. He's been the MVP like twice. Like, pay attention. Get the impression Mark Jackson's not actually watched any basketball unless he's paid to be there and commentate. <laughs> to be it's really bad but yeah the the, the, the people that <laughs> the people that were actually realizing the two-time mvp it's <laughs> really good actually at off decent yeah. <laughs> yeah oh shit this guy can pass yeah. right yeah he still doesn't get the love from the refs you'd think a two-time mvp would deserve their dear there was so many deserved. fucking like they were literally mauling him in the paint Miami at times and yeah. <laughs> like refs have got whistles in the mouth and some Scott Foster moments what's the other guy Mark Davis he infuriates me um, he was did you see that what, what game was it where uh, it was a really poor call when Butler kicked the guy and Aaron Gordon in the nuts didn't he on that three yeah, and they yeah. went to replay and they didn't overturn it I was just like you've got to be fucking kidding me like really so you really want it's another game don't you it's weird sometimes sometimes I think it's like the VAR in football where if you're asking the person who's originally got that call wrong <laughs> yeah. the more glaringly obviously wrong it is the less likely they are to call it out of like well I, I, no nope, i didn't get it wrong i didn't yeah like, i don't want to say, make myself things. look at twat forget yeah, what you know what the right decision is yeah but if the denver players on the bench are just shaking their heads like really oh, come on man yeah yeah conspiracy twitter lit up next day on that one Rightly so, to be fair. Some of the shot making by Jokic. No, there's a couple of those sort of late in the shot clock threes where he's just like, oh, he's fucked here. He's got, <laughs> it just launches one of those really high arcing threes. That just, and you're just like, well, what can you do? It's just. It's just how his feet never leave the floor as well when he mm. does it. Just those. It's a, sweet, it's a sweet arc he's got as well. Jimmy Butler never really looked right, did he, though? Um, I think he no. did his ankle, did he, in there? the conference finals and apparently his old man was badly as well you don't know how that yeah. affects someone and stuff but he just I thought he was going to win it you know in game five he had that run down the end didn't he and uh, kind of put him on his shoulders but um, yeah he just never really really felt that he was 100% healthy did you during the finals no 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 I, I also there's um, there's a bit of like Jimmy's Jimmy's a star but I'm not sure he's 
top tier when you're ringed by himself and Bam Adebayo is not a, a, he's not a second banana on a championship winning team I thought um, he was amazing to be honest I thought he was uh, no, no, I, I think he massively overperformed I mm. think they're both I think that's Jimmy's thing. Jimmy Jimmy gives you 110% of Jimmy, and if he's not healthy, it's not a thingy. I just, I don't think, like I say, I always go back to, like, an NBA jam analogy. I, I don't think Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo is, is the best two, if you know what I mean. If you, you, don't, you won't take that as a team on NBA jam and expect to be dominating. Yeah. I mean, Denver were just too big for them across the sort of floor at the end, you know, at the end of the day, weren't they? We're just, when you've got MPJ and... Aaron Gordon as you, you three and your four kind of thing, and Jokic, it's, just, it's a big ask, isn't it? Because I mean, Adebayo's an undersized centre, isn't he? You know, I mean, he's your prototype modern yeah. big man. He can do a bit of everything apart from shoot the three, really. You know, yeah. he ball handles and stuff. And um, I always liked him. Remember, we went to the Nets uh, Miami game years ago, Brooklyn. Yes. I can't remember if it was his rookie year or certainly his first or second year, and you could see yeah. it more. In person, couldn't you just like Jesus Christ? This guy's really fucking good, you know. He's the way yeah. he can handle the ball and stuff for a guy's size. So um, it's tough, man, isn't it? You know, I mean, they couldn't really have got any more out of those role players, could they? You know, Caleb Martin had some ridiculous games, and you know, you, you yeah, guys, you Max Struess and uh, and Vincent on the minimums. I mean, you, you can't really do a better than job than that if you're Miami's front office, can you? And, and coaching staff, not at all, not at all. Like they. They, they, aside from the ring, they won the playoffs. Yeah, all of it. You know what I mean. Mm. Aside from the aside from the ring at the end, they won it. And while Bam is is the the archetypal modern modern forward, like center, the problem was that they were playing against Jokic, who is just a like break that mold is like outside of just... that, and asks so many like non typical questions yeah. of of how to defend the, the centre position. He's just so clever. You can't win. You double him, he's going to find the open man, or you go one-on-one, he's just going to put you in the basket, or he's yeah. just... What, what do you do with it? It's just... it's uh, it's What's that word? Cheat code. It's just... He, what do you do? It's, there's not many answers for him when he's playing at that level, is there? It reminds me of, um, in the, com- the complete opposite way, uh, like Shaq. That like, but what do you do with that? You can't do nothing. Where Shaq was just strength and brute force and size. I hated watching that though. I hated those Lakers teams. I really did. It was so me boring. Too, but, me too. But you were watching it and you just like, what, 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 what was what's his do? face who threw ball at him from Knicks? Remember what was it? Chris Dudley. Chris Dudley. Yeah. You, that, that you could completely just understand that frustration. That frustration. Yeah. I mean, Shaq used to get fouled 50 times a game, didn't he? It was ridiculous. They, they just couldn't call them all. Otherwise, it would literally just be a parade to foul. I went in. I wants to watch that, but uh, I know what you mean. We'd just be watching clank, clank, yeah, clank. Yeah. That was the case. But but Jokic is similar in that he's just so dominant. And that how like how do you stop that? Because But it's completely different. He does it with subtlety and skill and vision. It's, it's funny they really leaned on just like, right, we're just going to... Murray, Jokic, pick and roll you to death and just what can you do about it? And it really got to that point that it's like the, there's, the Warriors used to frustrate me when they had sort of KD and Steph on the same team and they didn't kind of lean into that two-man game as much as they probably yeah. should have done. I think that was kind of more Steve Kerr's choice. He's like, we don't want to be obvious, but they really just went, right, 
Mourinho could pick and roll, try and stop it, and they couldn't, could they? You know, it was just no, no. Well, especially not when you can kick it out to the likes mm. of KCP. What a pickup, by the way. He just every sort of open three just seemed to hit at the right time, didn't he? Just nerve, just nerve. Yeah, just yeah. Did what did what exactly what you were supposed to do? It was uh, yeah, it was really good. I was glad to see KCP do that after grinding out those years at the Pistons and then two-time champion. Surplus, surplus to requirement at the Lakers. It seemed like yeah, it's good to see him be a part of it though. No, nobody else gets to. That Lakers team, LeBron and AD did that all by themselves. I don't know if you know, there was nobody else on that team. <laughs> Two versus five, nobody else. Nobody else deserves any credit. Nobody yeah. gets nothing. They made short work of the Lakers. I mean, if you look at the scores, they're close. The games were kind of close, that score, but it never looked like the Lakers were going to do anything against them, did it? They kind of waxed them in the end. It was like... Yeah, no, it, 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 it was close because the Nuggets weren't bothered. Well, you the know, Lakers' man. transition defense is just laughable. They were literally just falling over each other. It was, uh, yeah, not great. Um, he's quite scrappy, isn't he? Christian Brown, they call him, but his name's Braun. Jeff, thank goodness he didn't like yeah. that. He seems to be annoyed about every game, but uh, he loves a two-handed dunk, doesn't he, that kid? Yes. Yeah, it's just all of them. I thought, I thought, I thought to a man, Denver played really well. And then, yeah, special recognition to Aaron Gordon because it's been a couple of years and he went he's gone from you know being the fucking the poster boy for a franchise at the magic oh I won the slam dunk contest and then literally to be on the fourth on the fourth roll I ain't getting the ball in anything like what I used to get my job is not that it's actually the exact opposite mm-hmm. like he went from not not many players make that transition yeah. It's like that thing. I think Pat Riley was the first one to say. Greg Popovich often repeats. It's like just get over yourself. You know, this is yeah. you need to get over yourself. You need to accept where you are in on this team and and be about the team. And it, you know, he's done that. And there you go. There's the reward, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. His, his career has yeah flourished compared yeah. to like what it was. If you know what I mean, where he was just you know TikTok dunk fucking mm. video. And that was it. That game, was it game three where Jokic had the sort of 32, 21 and 10 and Murray had like 31, <laughs> 10 and 10. It was just like, what? It's like, no one's ever done that in the history of the NBA. It's like, it's proper historic shit that we've just watched. It's like, it's the finals I'll, I'll actually go back and watch again. It was that enjoyable. Just, just the yeah. level of basketball, you know, it was it was so good. 30, 20, 10. <laughs> I think, it's 30, I think it's 21 rebound. I know, just in a finals as well. Not so like least, not like a road game against season. like yeah. OKC or something when they're tanking. In the fucking finals. It's like, come on, man. Somebody just got in the regular season and, and it, it's all over everything for weeks. Look at these numbers. There's podcasts about it. Are, are we witnessing something historic? Yeah. Doing it in the finals. On like, how big's your stage? You're going to need a bigger one. Yeah. Jamal Murray had a layup in that game where uh, it was like... It, the ball came off literally the top of the backboard over at a bayou and sort of dropped in. It was just most, one of the most ridiculous layups I've ever seen. It was just, yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah. Did you see um, any of the footage of the parade? Uh, no, you I don't. didn't actually. Oh, Michael Malone is having a lovely old time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, 
you can take a boy out of Queens. Jesus. He got like this big silver gold chain on. Looked like he'd been drinking for about 36 hours. Absolutely smashed out with gourd on the uh, on the podium. Um, having a great time. KCP was there, full uh, J.R. Smith vibe. Like, just got his shorts on from game still about two days later. Tops off. Beer cans all over. It was great. You love to see that. Yeah. And the Jokic brothers giving like Michael Malone the bumps uh, on the court and stuff. Did you see that? That was great. <laughs> the full Grealish. Yeah. It was. It, yeah, he went, he went full. Um, I never understand why they get the uh, fucking owners on when they have the trophy presentation there. Did you see Stan Kroenke like doddering? Doddering Stan. Doddering billionaire, not understanding how a microphone works. Like that Lisa Salter's off ESPN and got like a mic in his face. He's just talking into her ear. It's like, dude, it's like, do we need to, uh, do we need to put you out to pasture at this point? I don't know. Isn't it's, it? Uh, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, no, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Always with the owners. It's, um, yeah. I don't know. know. I find it uncomfortable when those people must be. It really is. Them. Yeah. It's not their achievement. It's not great. It's not and then everybody else has to like kind of welcome if you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's I don't know. It, it it points to like the vanity, which is the reason half of them buy the teams in the first place, isn't it? Let's uh, let's have a small break and uh, we'll come on to some of this uh, movement, um, <laughs> coaching changes, players changes, draft, etc. And uh, yeah, be right back. Yeah, all changes with the Warriors. Bob Myers out, which not surprising. I don't didn't seem to me like uh, him and Steve Kerr were on the same page necessarily with regard to the players he drafted over the last few years. I mean, Kaminga was basically banished during the playoffs, wasn't he? And um, well, let's be honest, tra- the- trying to do two timeline things has not really panned out well for him, has it? Let's be honest. The, the Warriors have had over the last five, six years, picks way above and beyond what they have any right to be entitled to in, in under the supposed like egalitarian format of spreading it around. They've had ridiculously high picks for how good they are, and he's absolutely spaffed them all. Spaffed them all. If you if you were Lacob and your general manager was doing this and then and then you're watching Jordan Poole on this fucking mega deal. I, yeah, you gotta go, mate. You've you've got to go. I mean, it's what they what they got out of Jordan Puff where they drafted him is fine. He was a late pick. It's the it's the Wiseman thing, isn't it? And I think yeah. he got a bit of egg in his face with that one. You know, they've literally gave him away for nothing. Um, not that Lamelo balls kind of torn up in the trees, but um, it it's a tricky one to manage, isn't it? That two timelines thing. It doesn't really work ever, does it? No, no, it's the which is which is why we end up in that scenario where which is one of the things i hate is when you just get commentators going blow it up blow it up blow it up if you know what i mean like there's basically basically if you aren't the denver nuggets should everybody blow it up at this point sort of thing which some of some of the commentator people it seems very much would like that advocate Mm. for that well the wizards are definitely blowing it up (laughs) um Year too fucking late, dipshits. Drop yeah, the wizards. I know that is quite comedy. So they, it, 
is Michael Winger, who's at the Clippers, I believe, is the new GM, replacing Tommy Shepard. And uh, he's not fucked around, has he? No. Um, <laughs> straight in. Um, Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley Beal now on the Suns, who we'll come on to in a sec, um, which, you know, we've made our thoughts quite clear on how overrated he is uh, over the years, especially on that kind of money. And then, obviously, the Jordan Poole trade, which I'm more than happy about. You know, my thoughts on watching Jordan Poole. If, it, if I'd have had to watch him for another year on the Warriors, I think my fucking TV might have been through the front window. As somebody who is like, I'm not I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm not, I don't root for them. Uh, I'm, I'm not bothered, if you know what I mean. Like, I want the Kings to win. Like, I wanted the Kings to win that series. I found them to be more enjoyable to watch. And, you know, I'm a bit tired of hearing the stuff about some of the some of the Warriors players, if you know what I mean. Oh, here comes Iguodala. No, no, no. You might as well you might as well just dig up my granddad and stick him out. Mm. But I mean, nothing's come out officially, but you could tell Steve Kerr wasn't happy about that whole Jordan situation, Poole. was he? Like, I shared your frustration watching him because... Everything he does is just fucking wrong. It's just wrong choice, wrong decision, constantly. Well, when Steph Curry's getting teed up for throwing his mouth guard out in frustration, <laughs> you know something's wrong because he's, you know, he's the most just, docile guy ever. And he's just like, really, fucking dude? Like, you're throwing that a shot up? And, you know, it's a horrible just, thing to say, but you can see why he got punched in the face, can't you know? And It's like he was trying to piss people off. Yeah. It's, like, it's like there was some kind of thing and he was like, I'll fucking show you lot then. So I'll just grab the ball, I'll, I'll fucking storm down the court, and I'm going to jack up this off-balance three, like, with 17 seconds left on the clock, mm. for no reason, that's never going to land. He, it used to infuriate me, and I'm only watching, so God, God knows what it would like being on his team. I mean, I, I think the veterans definitely have a big say on that team. You know, you Draymond and Steph and stuff, and Steve Kerr's being on yeah. those teams with the Bulls and the Spurs, where the vets do have a big say, and I'm sure it was kind of like... You kind of alluded to when we were texting, you know, it might have cost Bob Myers his job in the end, you know, that contract and some of the draft picks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's just, I don't know, yeah. I, 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 the problem is now for Washington, they're fucking saddled with him. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look look where they are. It's kind of, they've got rid of Paul Zingis. He's gone to Boston. They've got rid of Bradley Beal. You know, they've they actually drafted that kid who I really like, uh, the other French kid. Uh, who's yes. kind of gone on the yes. radar? What's his name? Kulibali, yeah. Who's got arms like Mr. Tickle? Have you seen him? It's just he's just shots. <laughs> his hands above the backboard, swatting shots away. Yeah. So uh, I actually, yeah, they've got off that bill contract. You know, Jordan Paul. Yeah, he's possibly overpaid, and it, you know, he's going to put thirty shots no, no, a game no, no, up. No, no, no. Well, he is overpaid. <laughs> but for them, it's fine. I think that's an absolutely fine landing spot for him, and I'm just glad they. You know, Mike Dunleavy Jr., whatever his uh, role is, GM or whatever now, just, yeah. I think that was, like, first thing at the top of to-do list, wasn't it, from Steve Kerr yeah. and whoever else, like, get rid of this fucking contract, you know. Um, and I'm sure Draymond's going to re-sign. It would absolutely floor me if he went elsewhere. He, he, he's not, he's not going to leave Steph Curry. Right. He knows where his bread's put, doesn't he? Yeah. After that, yes. Yeah. After that, for sure. For sure. Now Paul has gone. I, that, I think that's what that was all about, to be honest. Like, clearing the decks for that, clearing the air, clearing the... Just, just, just let's, let's just forget, we're, we're, we're willing to forget that whole thing. Mm. He's gone now. If you know. But they're still in a tricky spot. You know, you've got to go through Denver if you're in the West, and they just don't have any size, the Warriors, you know. How much longer no, can... No, 
Kevon Looney do this, you know. It's uh... and even then, he's when you compare him to some of those, he's pretty undersized. So, mm. oh yeah, this is it. They're, they're, they're just lacking size all across the world. I mean, he drafted some kid in the second round last night, six eight. But you know, I mean, how much does that help? <laughs> you know, they they need like a Javale McGee five years ago again. You know, don't they? But, well, uh... what, what what staggers me is that there isn't there isn't like for the first like six seven years of that. There was all like the Bogut, Mo Spates, if you know what I mean, like Barajal. If you don't, they were always bringing in. Yeah, the rules are all that like, different now, though, aren't they? You know, with this. Yeah. If I hear the word "fucking second apron" again, I'm gonna fucking smash someone. <laughs> but you know, it's they don't want teams like Warriors just being able to sign people. Adam Silver's, you see, the, and I can't believe the Players Association have agreed to some of this stuff that's yeah. coming out of the CBA's like. What's CJ McCollum doing? It's like, really? It's like, you, you just make it really hard for these teams like the Warriors and Clippers who want to spend money to do it. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's like, surely you want your owners to spend money. You don't want tight-ass fucking owners who don't want to go in the luxury tax. I don't know. It just seems really counterproductive to the product for me. I don't know. It seems counterproductive to, to the players because yeah. from what I gather, there's, there's going to be so little and the penalty is so harsh that, like... Only two players on a team are going to actually be getting paid, and the rest of you are going to be getting paid league fucking minimum. Yeah. Because and if anything, it's just, yeah, it's squeezing the players, you know. So, yeah, I think they've really dropped the ball on that one. Um, I think it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous decision mm. to even have got with that. If mm. I'd, be, I'd, I'd be trying to lead a player's revolt. I'd be striking. Mm. We'd be looking at a lockdown season if they were trying to impose yeah. this stuff. Head of the players' union. What? What? We're going to take a pay cut. NBA gets more expensive. Your franchises are gaining to the point where apparently they're worth five billion now, and we're gonna we're gonna take the haircut. What? Did you see today that the uh, Qatari government investment fund, whatever these fuckers that you know are involved in Premier League now, they're buying into the Wizards. So it's starting. Oh, it's starting. Yeah, it's, it's starting. Done. You know, I mean, Adam Silver's obsessed with being like the Premier League, what with the gambling and whatever, isn't he? So yeah. this is where it's heading, which is. He's, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to come over sort of racist towards or certain countries and stuff, but we've seen with this golf thing or whatever, it's just not ideal, is it? I don't know. I'm it's I'm very sceptical. You're not talking about a race of people. You're talking about how governments are yeah. specifically run. That's yeah. that's not racist at all. Yeah, casting no aspersions on the citizens of those countries. No, no, no. It? So it's it's entirely about those these governments who yeah. are oppressive in lots of ways themselves using sport as a way to fucking pink and flower up their little image. Well, he's gone through boxing, you know, yeah. Formula One, golf, and this is, it's been coming, hey, hasn't it? You know, it was hey, only a matter of times. I, I, hey, look, uh, maybe Adam Silver wants, maybe Adam Silver wants a whole, like, Saudi approach to critical journalists. I mean, I mean, I'd quite, who wouldn't want to cut, take Skip Bayless into a room and cut him into little pieces <laughs> in concert? <laughs> To be honest, while his wife's outside at next room asking where he is, uh, but yeah. but you know it's uh but yeah it's not good is it when you climb into bed with no I I think a lot of the I'm time sure it's going to be the first of many this isn't it yeah yeah where, where is Qatar there'll be Saudi Arabia because well look at Yemen those two are in a fucking proxy war mm. that that's how that's going to work the Saudis will be in next no it's a matter of which time. franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Paul on the Warriors. I mean, I'm not. I don't really have 
that much of an opinion on it. If if he's fit in the playoffs, that's fine. Like you say, the regular season doesn't really matter, does it? I don't think they particularly need him to, uh, you know, be the Chris Paul of of yonder. Um, it's just kind of a way of getting off that Jordan Paul contract, I guess, isn't it? But the seem yeah. the Suns seem to have treated him quite terribly. They found out about the trade by from his son or something. It's like really, that's not ideal. That's new owners, isn't it? Yeah, he's a fucking character, isn't he? <laughs> Jesus, talk about playing fantasy basketball. Who's guarding anyone on that team? I mean, I get it. You, you've gone all in, and you might as well just go even further in. But um, yeah, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. Who's playing defense there? And who's playing point guard? You know, it's uh, he's playing point guard. Who's playing center? campaign? Probably. <laughs> who's doing out on that team? To be honest, um, I don't know if my first port of call on advice on how to build a basketball team would be Isaiah Thomas either. I don't know about you. <laughs> see, seeing what happened with the Knicks the uh, all those years place, ago. The last place you'd seek advice on to how to build a basketball team. <laughs> but, hey, if I wanted to know how to dribble a basketball like two inches off the ground, I'd be all over Zeke. He's like a legend and an amazing, amazing player. And uh, it's kind of sad that he's, he's, he's touched what he was because so fucking tough when he played for the Pistons, if you know what I mean. He was in that era. He was such a like such a tough fucking hang for anybody. Yeah. And now he's just he's become a bit of a clack. It's actually kind of sad. I mean, you can't blame him, but this guy's like really. Yeah, the Suns. I'm I'm not convinced that that's gonna end well. I mean, he's kind of like Brooklyn Nets 2.0, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're no better. They're no better, and I, I don't know what it is about. What is it? What it is about KD and these collective teams? I don't know. He just thinks he's cleverer than I, everyone else. I think, and I don't know. Just I'm not convinced. He knows what he's doing. It's like you're not I a GM. Don't just to be honest, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just suggesting clever in the first place. To be fair, mm. he's made some appalling, appalling career choices. Mm. Paul Zingis on the Celtics is an interesting one. That's, uh, he's only, I think he's only got a year left on his deal, hasn't he? So that's like a yeah. just a bit of a flyer. So like, what, what arm can he do? You know, Al Horford's not getting any younger, is he? So no, no, Al Horford needed some rest. Time Lord is uh, injured half the time, and mm. even then, he's not a two-way player either, really. So he gives them something they don't have, uh, something they kind of need. Um, he he's in a contract year, so. No, no. His last year was his most productive, his highest scoring, and his most durable. So it seems like they're getting him as he's actually hitting the peak and becoming maybe close to what people hoped he was going to be at the start of his career. Yeah, I mean, he's very little downside. You give him a go if it works out. Yeah, you extend him. And well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Boston fans are up in arms about Marcus Smart leaving and stuff, but. He'll uh, he'll fit right in on the Grizzlies, chucking himself at people's knees and stuff, won't he? So he'll be he'll be the I, I, he'll be the new hero. New Tony Allen. Yeah, yeah, new Tony Allen, completely, completely. Yeah. And you know, Marcus Smart, he's gonna be fucking livid about that. <laughs> he's gonna be absolutely livid about getting traded. So I do yeah. like Marcus Smart. I mean, I do take the piss out of him, but he's one of them guys. If you got him on your team, you love him, don't you? You know. Yeah, yeah, you, I. Not I love necessarily love the shot selection at times, but yeah. Nope, not 
No, at times, but I, I just, I, he's one of those players who's got like magnetic hands. He's bringing it, isn't like, he? Much yeah. time. Mm. Just like the ball finds its way to him, he finds his way to the ball. That like he is, he is the the best example of what they call intangibles currently in the league. I think. Pretty much so, Gavin. Yeah. That's that's what I think. I think he's the best example of that. That for some reason he just he gets in there, he gets involved, and where others, where others, Jalen Brown, Wilton stand in a corner and look away. He he doesn't do that. Uh, we don't really need to add to the Jarmoram stuff, do we? Silly lad, and he was kind of heading that way on the last pod run, and he's dug himself in a big big hole. I think that suspension's a bit fucking harsh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky one. I don't know. It's kind of what's he suspended for? I think it's just it's the fact that he'd done it twice. I think, isn't it? I think it was yeah, yeah, if but, it was the first but, time, they'd have been like you know ten games or something. But it's kind of like we've told you about this. Really, are you taking the piss? I think Adam yeah, Fe- yeah. Adam Silver feels like he's showing him up a bit, doesn't he? I don't know. It's... Which is which is completely weird. It, it's not like it's here where. He, Guns are illegal. Mm. Start. Yeah, yeah, this it's is just, the thing. It's like, wrong. And if you compare that to what what Rondo did on live telly in a game in another country, spitting vile homophobic abuse at a ref, yeah. and then gets suspended for like two games. Like a game, wasn't it? Even that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the idea that John Morant gets twenty five for that is fucking ridiculous, to be honest. And mm. I think it's motivated by something else, to be fair, because there's just no way you can. You can even draw an equivalence with what he did compared to Rondo. The thing is, like, how many of these NBA owners own guns? Fucking more than 50%, I'd imagine. They're probably paid private armies to patrol their houses. Well, yeah, but they're just not stupid enough to film themselves with them. Um, You know, daft lad. Um, It was stupid and it was daft, but 25 games is, I don't know, that's disproportionate on a ridiculous level, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's the. He's. Did it break no laws? It didn't. Nah. It's not like he's actually, you know, like I said, that Rondo thing is, I don't know. America with the That's... fucking guns, though. I don't know. It's just calm down. I don't know. America with the guns and the homophobia. Yeah, yeah we've got our fair share of idiots. Uh, I'm sure we've got some. Yeah, any other player movements, GM movements? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Coaches. Oh, uh, what's his name? Rocked up in Houston, didn't he? Imi Adoku. Imi Adoku. Yeah. Um... What else we got? Who's the new books coach? It's Adrian Griffin, I believe. Possibly. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, he was the assistant from Toronto, right? That's right. Yeah. I think uh, he did interview for those jobs and was like, he was due a job in the same way that Adoka was, if you know what I mean. That, like, oh, yeah, this guy is going to be a coach and going to be a good coach. Mm. I think he'd interviewed for a few jobs before. Yeah, there's going to be a few uh, hurt feelings uh, among some young Houston players once fucking Ime gets going, I'm sure. <laughs> he ain't going to be fucking about in there. I think Steven Silas was a bit of a soft touch, bless him, but uh, he's not known to fuck around, is he? Old Ime. No. So, uh... Well, <laughs> well, he is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, walked myself into that one, didn't I? Fucking uh, Jesus Christ. But... Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's, he's gonna make <laughs> <it> defend. <laughs> yeah, that Houston team looks like that's they're gonna need that explaining to him. I couldn't what? believe the Harden rumors. It was like, really? Why would you want to go down that road? It was kind of like, yeah, yeah. unless you can. He can't like strip. He can't like strip clubs that much. No. <laughs> yeah. And um, Houston, what for? Because I like the clubs. 
right, but yeah, the um, the draft. Uh, we kind of called it about eighteen months ago that Big Vic was going to end up on the Spurs, didn't we? And uh, yeah, it all came to fruition. It just seemed like yeah, that that was just written in the stars, wasn't it? It was uh... grace, <laughs> providence. Yeah. What of your Blazers now? So you've got this Scoot Henderson guy who's been widely sort of bigged up, hasn't he, the last uh, year or so. Uh, yeah. Are we going to see Dame somewhere else then, do you think, before the start of the regular season? Because you can't play him. Yes, yes, because if not, they'd have traded the pick. Yeah, because you'd think so. The pick is more... Uh, picks are, as we go on all, constantly, picks are like... Um, it's it's like Matthew McConaughey's thing at the beginning of the Wolf of Wall Street, if you know what I mean. It's not real. A pick is just it's 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 just it's it's dreams. It's imagination. It's possibility. It could be this. It could be that. That's where the value is. Now you you've just got two six foot two guards who can't defend. So you can't play both of them. So mm. one of them's got to go. Well, you've got Shane Sharp. You've got. Uh... What's your other man? Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons, Dame and him there. So you got four small guards who don't really yeah. like guarding other people. So they can't. It's not sustainable, is it? No, no. So, so yeah. So if they were gonna, if they were gonna keep Dame, I think they'd have traded the number three pick for something for a veteran, if you know what I mean, for an established player. Mm. As they as they didn't do that, and they've taken Scoot, I think that means Dame is off. Basically, yeah. what do you think? Brooklyn and Miami have been banded about, haven't they? Um, I think he he has told them they're the two places he'd like to go. Mm. But uh, fuck you, you're gonna get what you're gonna go where we get what best back. But I mean, you know, with Tyler Hero and his bucket hats and fancy shirts back, I don't know. It's uh, be, there's got to be some matching salary because he earns a shitload, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but what do Miami have? Mm, well. What do Miami have? What's Dame what? uh, owed? Is it? He goes up to like sixty-three million player option in, <laughs> in uh, twenty-seven. So what is he on forty-five at the minute? Uh, so what have Miami got that they could feasibly put together to get to that number? He's got to be Kyle Lowry and Hero, really, or Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson, or one combination of those three, hasn't it? So yeah, and then yeah. picks as well, obviously. But um... you know what? All three of them are shit. <laughs> I thought Kyle Larry had a good finals, to be honest, but I don't huh? think it's repeatable. But but how does that work with the thing? So the only way to get back is to be what to waive him. Like I don't. Well, yeah, he's got a year left, and I mean, you you have a rebuilding year, don't how you? How does yeah? How does Kyle Larry help Scoot develop mm. and, and Anthony Simons? How does it, like the guards were talking about? Like if you're gonna blow it up and reset to that totally young timeline, then you might mm. as well do it the OKC way. Mm. And get a young core that can stay together and play together. They've got 15 yeah. first round draft picks over the next five years. <laughs> Which, there's <laughs> only so many something. spots on the roster. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're going to have to do something with them all as well because, well, as it stands, that core can't really stay together once they have to start paying them the, the first proper deals because mm. cause there's a new CBA. Yeah. Davis Burton's rocked up there now from there. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Dallas moved on from him, but uh, they're a mess Everybody, as well, aren't they? They're a fucking... Everybody's moved on from him pretty quick. Yeah. Um, they've barely got a fucking team, uh, Dallas. I mean, see what happens with Kyrie. It doesn't seem like it's a big cue to offer him a contract <laughs> around the league at the minute. So, um, it, 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 it they're in a mess. Like, I mean, if they re-sign him, then basically you've got the two players in the league that 
I'd imagine players least want to play with. Yeah, I'm not so sure about Luca, but I know yeah, you've made your feelings so clear about your style of play and stuff. Great to watch, but not 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 great to be seen, mate. Is it? You know? Who the fuck wants to go stand in a corner mm. and then at best get swept in the first round because it, that doesn't work? You cannot do that and expect to be thingy. <laughs> you know, like you can't. What? <laughs> can't believe Jamie. JaVel McGee's still getting an NBA salary. <laughs> That's going to be for another couple of years. He's like, God love him, but yeah. Um, he's got to be pushing sort of 35 or something. He's got to be now. Like a strange signing at the time. Mm. He's got to be. They love a strange centre though, innit? Mm. Yeah. They only kept re-signing Brandon Wright because he had like three good months for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept re-signing him forever. I know where he is nowadays. Certainly not in the NBA, but uh, yeah, I don't profess to know anything about college basketball, so I don't really know a great deal about much of these other guys. But uh, good to see the Thompson twins back in the lexicon of uh, yeah, yeah, public yeah. Uh, chat. Public score. Random <laughs> Sheffield's finest and all that. Back in the conversation. <laughs> be holding them now. Yeah. Will you be buying a Grady Dick jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that guy's outfit? I think I'd quite like to. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, some of there's, those. There's been many Grady Dick okay. jokes flying around on the on the Twitter uh, over the last <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to watch the draft. I just saw Stephen A. Smith was involved. And I was like, Do you know what, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not. I don't need that fucking clown in my life in any way, shape, or form. To be honest. Yeah. Fat Joe's like dog shit, seemingly. I'm probably going to pop up hosting the one show at some point. He just seems to be everywhere. He was on it. I was like, what now? What's, what's he doing on it? Like, uh, what? Yeah. yeah. Why are you here? Random. Joey... Hospitality, to be all right, eh, Joe? Fat Joey Crack, yeah. There we go. Joe's only here for hospitality. He's got the strangest beard I've ever seen. It looks kind of drawn <laughs> on. It looks drawn on, yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. does. <laughs> it's, it's Pentel, it's Pentel, Pentel beard. He's come a long way since uh, you got a flow, Joe, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, any other draft thoughts? I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really know. Um, four Jalens and one Jalen. This year, I mean, I'm convinced every player in the draft is going to be called Jalen in the next ten Jaylen years. Jalen at some point, yeah. yeah. The, the first year where all the, all the first five picks are all called Jalen. Yeah, a couple of Kobe's in there and stuff. So showing our age now. Um, it's it, it's staggering that you know Jalen Rose had such a cultural impact. To be honest, did you ever listen to that podcast about? He thought he was the only Jalen in the world because he, um, he was one of those like. This American Life, uh, 99% Invisible podcast. I think it was 99% Invisible. Um, but it was a guy in Australia who was called Jalen in like the... Because it was his uncle's names. He put something J and Len together, didn't they? Anyway, anyway they found this guy in Australia who was born before Jalen Rose, who was the original Jalen. It's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's a very strange one. It's a very... Like, yeah, it's... it's you know, I, I love Jalen Rose, but... I, I just find it hard to believe he had, like you know, from those Pacers teams that he had such, such a cultural effect. impact. It's insane, yeah. isn't it? It's this is, like I, I fully understand the Kobe, fully understand that. Like he was, but it's hard to believe. Yeah, Jalen, Jalen Rose permeated outside of like basketball so much that there's loads of kids with that name now. It is pretty mad. It fascinates me. Uh, Monty Williams, he changed as well, didn't he? He's now the yep. Pistons, like, gave him a fucking boatload of money. And he was like, oh, right, I can't really turn this down. He's he, on, earning, like, $12 million a year or something ridiculous. It's like, what, man? 
Alright, go on then. <laughs> Somebody's got to coach him, I suppose. Mm. The um. continuing mess that is the Pistons. Summer League, here we come. Your favourite. I love Summer League. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. What are your expectations for Big Vic? Do you think he's going to be the All-Star game? Year one. Um, Luca was close it. that year. Lost me a lot of money. It's, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Because uh, a, a lot of the time, I think they just don't like to do it. If you know what I mean? Like, maybe on the fans vote, but I don't yeah. think you get picked. You don't get picked. So, unless he's fan voted in as a starter, and that's quite hard in the West, because, yeah, they have to continually find ways to shoehorn LeBron in. Mm. Oh, it's just forwards now. Uh, yeah, all the voting's yeah. out of whack and shit now, isn't it, as well, so... Yeah, yeah, it's just anybody that ever actually played any kind of. Uh, oh yeah, basically, how do we keep getting LeBron in? Hmm. So Embiid winning uh, the regular season MVP just proves what a joke that award is as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's we all know Jokic is the best. King of the player. meaningless bit minutes. King of the meaningless hmm. minutes. Yeah, they're in a tricky spot now, Philly. I don't really know where they go from here with him as your main guy because just ultimately disappointing every year. Every single time, he's lot. It's like thirty now as well. So, like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, he's not. He's not getting younger, is he? No. He's not gonna. He's not. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's still. There's still a lot about his game that mm. that, that series against the Celtics. He was just like, "What are you doing?" Well, it made me laugh what? when PJ Tucker's having to cheer him out. Just go look. It's the fucking playoffs. You need to step it up. Like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was quite. Uh, Illuminating. I was just like, wow. Yeah. PJ Tucker, he must have been like, fuck with him and Harden. I know. Him and Harden. Like, God. Doc Rivers sounded like he was quite glad to be out of there, to be honest. And uh, Tobias Harris, who's completely harmless. I've never seen a basketball player take so long to process whether to pass, shoot, or dribble. It's like (laughs) a three second delay. It's like, what? You've got to make decisions. Anyway, I don't know, Philly. Yeah, no, yeah. that Philly jobs, it's a hiding to nothing because mm. you just get all those, you get the, all the misinformed NBA podcasters talking about, oh, yeah, the, the Sixers are the favourites for the title because Joel Embiid, but... It's like, Sixers... oh, every year, fucking falls <laughs> for it. It's every like, year. dude, you do this for a job. Like, you know, we're just we're pissing around. We're part-timers and we can see it. Like, how do you fall for this in the Clippers? Every year he falls for the Clippers as well. <laughs> every Clippers. It's just, just like... It's not fantasy basketball, and you probably get paid a lot of money to study this stuff. And don't get me wrong, I do, you know, I quite enjoy listening to like those podcasts and stuff. But it's like, how do you fall for this shit every year? Oh, I haven't, I haven't listened to him for a long time for that very reason. Mm. Just because I know he's going to talk about the Clippers, and he, it's like he doesn't realise that at this point, Kawhi Leonard's taking the piss out of him individually at this point. I saw like, someone put something on Twitter the other day, like the top ten players in the NBA, and Kawhi Leonard, Leonard was like number six or something. I was like, what are you watching? Certainly not the same sport I'm watching. Like a dude who just like, doesn't sure, turn up half the time. Surely the lad has to play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. a key part of this. The NBA. He mm. literally doesn't play because he doesn't. I don't know what the deal. He still mm. wants to. But yeah, the idea that he is one of the the top players in the game is ridiculous. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them because they're going to have to pay Maxi after this year. Ooh. 
I'm sure there'll be a list of teams with cap space queuing up quite happily to offer him some money. So if they re-sign Harden, kind of makes that, I don't know, Harris is coming off the books next year. But um, yeah, Philly's an interesting one. I think Nick Nurse might have kind of jumped out of one situation in Toronto into another one, which is actually not that much better. It's much worse. Yeah, I yeah. It's worse because there's no expectation really in Toronto, mm. is it? Whereas, yeah, every year they're like, the Sixers are the favourites. So you're always judged against that. That's the standard, if you know what I mean. Did you did you achieve what all the, what all these pundits said you should be looking to do, which is to, to win the title? No. Well, then you failed by that standard. When to get to get Harden and Embiid to the conference finals is a right achievement. Mm. Like that, that, that in and of itself would be a massive achievement. So it's it, it's like a hiding to nothing. It's it's a miserable job with such a ridiculous expectation. And then a fan base that went from waving cardboard signs of tanks and cheering losing to now they're like, oh, they're the best fans in the world. Oh, they'll let you know if they're not. You know, fuck off. You're the worst fans <laughs> in the world. You're the worst fans in the world. You tolerated that uh, shit. We like DJ Marty Mar. We'll let him off. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The, the, People that go, all there. Anybody who goes and cheers their team to lose is just not shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed in the Those, sport. Have you ever listened to the uh, what's they called? The writes a Ricky Sanchez podcast. The two Philly guys. In it. It's sometimes uh, it's quite unbearable. Um, I don't know. It's, um, a couple of times, but yeah, I, yeah. I find it unbearable. I yeah. don't know. It's all kind of deluded. Yeah, it's, it's very all, strange. It's all just a bit deluded, and um, I don't know. I figure it's what you got to do to tell yourself that like of the storied franchises of the historic nba franchises the sort that can pull that, that should just have the like the celtics and the bulls the one jersey the spurs they are by far and away the least successful mm. there's a bit of an everton about them isn't there you know yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to describe it yeah yeah, yeah. um talking of football do you want to discuss the shit show at hillsborough since we had a really lovely day out at Wembley, and it's uh, all suddenly <laughs> gone really pear-shaped instead of all. Yep. Uh, he's a bit of a madman, isn't he, our chairman? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not convinced he knows what he's doing. But I've never been convinced of him. I've never, I've never been a fan from the start, from Carlos, from all that money. From, from where is this going? Why have we got nine? Well, there's no proper plan, is there? There never has been. It's just we lurch from one crisis to the next. It's just very frustrating. Um, but yeah, it, all that goodwill has just literally gone down the drain now, hasn't it? Uh, it's evaporated. Yeah. It's all evaporated moments. I, I couldn't, like, seriously, when I read it, I was literally in a state of shock. Yeah, 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 same. Like, yeah. It, it was only the next day that I realised I was actually in a state of shock. It looked like an April Fool joke when I saw it on pop up on the official club Twitter thing that he's got. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like a kitchen with my mouth agape for about 20 minutes. I was like looking at the account. Is this, this, this isn't real. This is Photoshop. <laughs> this is not. This is some pig trolling or something. What the fuck is this? Like, this is some ban- Like, No, it was a sending off and it wasn't a penalty. You're Barnsley. Let it go. But mm, He's gone as well, hasn't he? Barnsley manager. Not trying yeah, to turn this go. into a championship podcast, but so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, what a mess. I mean, I don't know what serious manager would touch us with a barge pole now. You know, um, it's going to be someone who's just desperate for any kind of job, isn't it? Some, it'd be some no-name European guy who was, I don't know. Who uh, knows? I, it's just a mess. I don't know. I, I think we learned after 
Carlos Bailina and uh, Yoss. I think he learned from that. That's why he went with like Monk and Pulis mm. and then eventually more. So I think we're probably more looking at a British manager. But... <sighs> yeah, that's point you care. But who that is, I don't know. Mark fucking Warburton or some shit like <sighs> that. <sighs> You know what I mean? Like it's this is ugh, someone flirted with Paul Ince today. I was like, Jesus Christ! Yep. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard once had me head in my hands. Yeah, he surely doesn't need the money that badly. You might imagine. No, no, he can't need the money that badly. Okay. And also, I don't think he's good enough. No, he's terrible. I don't think he's good enough. Don't trust don't dudes with twelve-year-old haircuts. I don't know. Him and Frank. I don't trust dudes who are willing to physically assault people over over <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins, yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> a grown ass man. Susudio. <laughs> a grown ass man in court because you assaulted a bloke at his birthday party because the DJ wouldn't play Phil Collins. What? <sighs> what? Aside from his quite dodgy links to Irish criminal families and stuff <laughs> as well. Um, I just, I think he's a terrible manager. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, look at Aston Villa since they got rid of him. You know. Oh, did you hear the adult in charge? There was a podcast. I forgot which pod it was, but Mikhail Antonio was on there, and uh, he was saying that what he'd heard from players at Villa was like players just couldn't stand him. None of them were going to play for him, and mm. they were just yeah, waiting for him to get sacked, and that that was that. He just seemed and like then, a bit yeah. of a Jimmy. Mm. And it all went wrong because he's just his assistant. So he hires an assistant, isn't it? His assistant went to coach QPR. That's what right. it all went wrong. Okay. Who was that? Do we know who that is? I forgot his name. It's one of them motherfuckers like Wally Downs or something. <laughs> like Nate. Oh, I've heard of it. That's from the past. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that guy? When he United, when he Dave Bassett's the right-hand man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just there's yeah. always that, that right-hand man uh-huh. guy. He's one of them dudes. Okay. Alan Irvin's of this world. <laughs> Hazel. Uh, yeah, that's probably enough football chat. Oh, have you been watching the Ashes? Did you watch the first test? I, I watched a, a, quite a fair amount of it. Yeah. I'm not sat all five I days. kind of had it on it in the background in the daytime and stuff. <laughs> Basball. That's a new one on me. What was this? Basball. Brendan McCullum. <laughs> New Zealand. We're coached by Brendan McCullum, a New Zealand's batsman who's just a slogger, just mm. a tonker. As but, far as uh, test matches go, it was quite entertaining, though. He's, uh, he's going for it, old uh, Stokes, isn't he? They just massively shot themselves in their own foot. Mm. Did seem a bit early, that one, to bullets, declare. Mm. They've ordered mm. all, the, all the pitches to be fucking just flat tracks for... Mm. But... Welcome back, Moeen Alley, though. There you go. Oof, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's a roller coaster. It says something when you're dragging back Moeen Alley. And, uh, he got busted Dan as well, didn't he, for fucking... Licking some shit on the ball or something. Um, yes, having yeah. some stuff to dry his hands. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever. Just, yeah. And then, you know my cricket knowledge isn't great. I'll allow you for this guy. Basically, it, it comes under <laughs> ball tampering. You know, like, uh, it's like, what's his face? The pitcher in Major League with all that shit on him. Oh, yeah. You know the what I mean? Cricket, it's all about, you get the new ball and the seam's Veggie still soul. up and rigid. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the ball is hard and round and the seam on a new ball, it'll bounce and you can get it to bounce off that seam. As that seam gets squashed in and the ball gets misshapen, in order to get anything out of the ball, you need to basically have shine on one side and the other side rough, like as dull as possible. So one side of the ball moves through the air faster, so it'll swing and move in the air. And uh, so, yeah, old mowing. <laughs> Mm. Honestly, honestly, I'm just putting some shit on my hands. 
I think we've veered. Really we've, yeah, I think we've veered far enough off track here. Yeah. Um, off basketball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike Atherton's pocket full of uh, pocket full of pocket full of dirt in the in like '94, whenever that was. If you want, but <laughs> I think we're good. I don't think uh, our few remaining listeners can stomach that one. So That's never. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, enjoy summer league, and uh, I'm sure the new season will be around in no time, so we can. Do this crap all over again. But uh, yeah, very entertaining. Very enjoyed the NBA playoffs. It was great this year. And um, yeah, big Jokic got one. So he can go and ride his horse, cart, horse and cart, whatever it is, around, uh, yeah. around Serbia for the rest of the summer and uh, have a lovely old time, I'm sure. A win for basketball, I think you'd agree, Gavin. Uh, yes, yes. It's the, um, watching the gl- first time since that glorious Spurs one against the Heat. Yeah, but feels a bit like that, doesn't it? It's like a neutral, I felt like that. that like, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, basketball won this one. Yes, pretty much so. Um, cool. All right, brother. Uh, enjoy your dolphin watching. And, um... They won't be there. You know, <laughs> I don't get to see shit like that. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Dan Marino on the, on the boat. <laughs> Ray Finkel. <laughs> Laces out. Laces out, Ray. Laces yeah. out. Also, have you seen that recently? Transphobia and that's not aged well. The what, sorry? The Transphobia in that movie's not. Oh aged really? Well. Oh, Finkel and Ihorn, Finkel and Yeah, okay. Yeah, probably not. I'm not I've not watched it for the last twenty years or so, but uh, uh, keep it that way. Different yeah. times, etc. Gavin. Yeah. Cool. We'd all agree. Keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Winky and all that. That that aged about that's aged about as well as my prediction that the, the pistons had hit their over this year. <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> I think that's us. Uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Peace out. Yes, yes. Peace out. Take it Until easy. next time. Bye. ta No joke, I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. When I'm gone, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict, addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it, even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I hook a beat up, convert it into hip-hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in. Deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild if you wanna be tame. I treat you like a child and you're gonna be named Another enemy, not even a friend of me Cause you'll get fried in the end when you pretend to be competing Cause I just put your mind on pause and I complete when You compare my rhyme with yours I wake you up and as I stare in your face You seem stunned, remember me? The one you got your idea from But soon you start to suffer The tune will get rougher When you start to stutter That's when you had enough of Fighting it'll make you choke You can't provoke, you can't cope You should've broke because I ain't no joke Joke, joke, joke.